Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Today on the Ether, Cosmonaut Boot Camp, EP49. Really? A new NFT chain appears, hosted by Spark IBC, featuring Long from Aura Network. Let's take a listen. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks for joining today. Um, Long, uh, or, or how would you like to be referred? I see your at handle is Aledra. Uh, yeah, it's my, name my, is name is my name is Bong. My name is Bong. Like long and short. No. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, I'll, I'll let you maybe start with uh, the super basic intro. We'll get into all the details and such uh, throughout the night. Um, but just to sort of start people off, maybe a very brief overview of Aura Network, as well as yourself and your position at Aura. Right. Uh, thanks, Timmy. Um, so uh, my name is Long. I'm a CEO of a company Aura Network. Um, before, we do, before we join crypto, uh, our, our team works on um, normal, mostly outsourcing, uh, working for fintechs. And we have a project um, it's not a project, it's um, a company in Tennessee building hyperlink fabric. Um, we built the company for, for three years, and, and until 2021, we is about uh, 10 million uh, US dollars in size. Uh, made by the crypto industry is a billion size. So we are going to be going in the wrong way. And frankly, like hyperledger fabric and uh hit long, can, can you hear me? Let me let me pause you real quick if you can hear me. Um let me get some emoji reactions from the listeners. Thumbs down if long is laggy for you. I'm not sure if it's on my end. Throw me a, a thumbs up if it's all good or a thumbs down. If, okay, I see a thumbs down. Um, something might be going on with your connection long. Uh, you are cutting out really heavily there. I'm not sure if you're on mobile data or, I don't know, clearly Twitter's being uncooperative tonight. In fact, we might have lost touch entirely. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Well, I will give the highest level overview that I can, and that is that Aura Network is a a new Cosmos SDK based chain that is focusing or maybe entirely uh, centered around NFTs, something kind of like Stargaze or Omniflex. Um, They've reached out to myself recently. I don't have a ton of prior insight, so I'm excited to dive in and learn details beyond that uh, once we get this connection stuff figured out. 
Okay, yeah, let's... Yeah, give me just a moment. I'm going to DM with them and see what we can figure out. Apologies. Actually, let's also just confirm it's not entirely Twitter servers. Um, if people could throw a thumbs up emoji if I sound fine. Or fine. If I'm, if I'm coming through loud and clear. I want to make sure it was on his end and not just Twitter. Okay, cool. Appreciate you guys. I've never personally used Clubhouse. And I don't plan to start. But I do wonder if it's a better experience than Twitter Spaces. Um, I see a couple people requesting as well. Uh, please just stick around. We'll definitely uh, let you guys up here. We just want to get through some basics um, with them first, and then we'll get rolling. Let's try, okay, the Aura Network account is in here. Let's try, I'll invite you guys as co-host, and we'll cross our fingers. I see King Wabi in here. He's uh, He's been doing spaces with the Because Bitcoin account like a few times a week recently. Um, I can only imagine how often you run into weird connection stuff, too, with that amount of spaces. Cool. Okay, here we go. They're switching up. Okay, they're going to try mobile data. I guess they're on Wi-Fi. Something funky must be going on. Um, all right, fingers crossed. Uh, we have the Aura Network account up here, maybe on a different connection. Uh, can you hear me? Not a great sign. Aura Network. Can you can you hear me? This is all an elaborate ploy to buy time while more people join the space. We aren't actually having connection issues. <laughs> hmm. This is okay. Cool. I see you requesting long. I'm gonna accept. Okay, that was immediate. That that. Oh, I I think we're good. Yep, you connected instantly, and you're sounding nice and clear. I think we've got it fixed. Okay. Twitter sucks sometimes, I think. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we should be blessed it's still working with its <laughs> lack of revenue. <laughs> uh, okay, Um. so where were we? Um. Should I go over? Yeah, I think if you don't mind, I think it'd be good. So maybe just brief overview of Aura Network, uh, as well as yourself and where you fit in on the Aura team. Right. And um, thanks so much for bearing all this <laughs> okay uh, so my name is long uh, i'm the cto of our network uh, our team actually working with the blockchain industry since 2018 we work with mostly enterprise blockchain uh, basically hyperledger fabric our r3 quarter uh, some tender mean as well <laughs> um, but then we realized that um, all the best people um, are working in the crypto industry and the the innovations in the crypto industry and Web3 in general are, uh, um, are like much more than the enterprise landscape um, lately. So we decide to uh, create a new project called the Aura Network. And um, Aura is our, uh, our effort in, t uh, in making NFTs uh, hopefully accessible and more utilities than it is currently. Um, is. So our thesis in developing Aura is that we want to, um, we, we want, really want to scale regionally, uh, like scale in different regions, like scale bottom up from different regions. We are focusing on developing the NFT culture and NFT scene in Asia, especially in countries like Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia. Also, we also have other partners in Taiwan, um, Korea, and Japan as well. Um, 
and yeah, that's how we create Aura. Uh, it's a Cosmos chain. It's an, a Cosmosm based chain. And um, we mostly focus on NFT utilities and how to bring NFT values to brands and um, businesses in this area. Of course, like all the other Web3 development like NFT Marketplace or uh, other kind of entity uh, protocols, uh, of course, will be implemented on top of Aura as well. So that's the basic introductions on Aura network. Interesting. Okay, so I think the first thing that interests me there, mm -hmm. as my cat is screaming at me, apologies, um, is one thing that's really common in Web3 is almost a, a, a specific like rejection of old world stuff like cultures and like uh, a lot of web three projects really focus on being the internet is its culture, right? It's not based on any one like real world thing. And it sounds like you guys are trying to sort of tap into the other side of that. I'd, I'd like to maybe explore that more. How are you guys doing that? How are you guys building NFTs for various cultures or, or however it should be best phrased? Right. Um, so we have a narrative called the Web 3.5 narrative, uh, which is kind of transforming Web 2 portfolio into Web 3. Uh, the thing is, we have been doing that for so long. We did that with enterprise blockchain for so long. We did, we did I think we did like more than a dozen uh, production level blockchain for enterprise using Hyperledger Fabric in the past. Traceability, uh, customer relations, uh, loyalties, um, loyalty points um, mostly. Um, uh, traceability as well. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a few use cases with letter of credit for banks and fintechs and so on. So what we see in 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 these are uh, like DeFi and 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 money things are. It's arguably difficult in terms of regulations and stuff. However, NFT is something very nice. NFT gives you a way to communicate both ways between the creators, the IP owners, and also the community. And it actually brings a lot of value to brands. Um, you can see like Nike, Adidas, um, like all the luxury brands, right? They, they have their own NFT collections. And through that, they have different ways of giving merchandises um, that is uniquely designed with those NFTs. And you also can think of NFT membership. It's like um, your, um, your airline uh, card, which carry a lot of, of, of points. And actually, the airline points have a lot of power. You can go to the launch. You can go priority queue. You can do a lot of stuff. Um, so that's what we are really looking into, and we want to give our customers and our like, uh, like uh, businesses and brand the way to really um, launch the NFT collections and integrate those collections with some custom protocols that can directly uh, integrate it in their Web2 current portfolio. And the way we do that is we actually go out and talk with them. Uh, especially with clients in Vietnam, in Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, Southeast Asian country at the moment. Um, we have been working for them with them for so long, building them, building their loyalty system, building their payment gateway system, ticketing system, 
And uh, so we know how they, these people work and we know how to integrate with local services. Um, so that's why we create some kind of different kind of protocol to get user on board. Uh, you can, user can buy NFT tickets. You can users can buy um, and you, we hopefully we can make that you can user can buy NFT using their local currency as well. So they don't even need to know about uh, crypto at all. Um, these, these sort of things. Web 2.5, that uh, our narrative at the moment. <clears throat> okay, okay, cool. Okay, lots to pack, unpack there, and, and we'll definitely kind of get into uh, some more details about some of the stuff you just touched on as the night goes on. Um, maybe let's start with like a little rapid fire, just super high level overview um, to kind of get people on the right context as we keep uh, discussing further. So, um, I'm just going to hit you with like a couple quick questions as they come to mind and we can just do like super simple quick answers. So uh, Cosmos SDK based chain um, that will be IBC connected that is not launched yet. Correct so far? Yes. Awesome. Um, you guys and your team behind Aura Network, um, centralized entity, right? Are you guys a registered company, business, or are you just a like collection of devs? What What's the deal there? Um, we are a, a registered company in the, uh, we have entity in Vietnam, we have entity in Singapore as well. Okay, cool. Um, and so uh, initial, when your chain goes to mainnet, uh, what will be the primary like initial token distribution method? So like, uh, right. you know, IDO, airdrop, uh, something else. We, we already did uh, an IDO last year with Impossible Finance uh, Launchpad. Uh, it was on uh, July last year. So the token is already out um, and, and we already have a distribution there. We have a VC back projects with um, recently we have a VC like Hash, uh, Coin88 Ventures, and some other VC which are very fairly well known in Asia. So we are mostly Asian based. Uh, some US uh, VC as well, but um, I guess US is too complicated at the moment. I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's already distributed. Um, okay. So, be, yeah. would you mean like is it technically IOUs that are distributed, or how how would your coin be out there if the main nets not right? Launched? So. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a very good question. We we have so at the moment it's on BSC, but when we launch the mainnet, there will be two ways of converting the current BSC tokens to the mainnet token, uh, the Cosmos to, to to Cosmos tokens. So the first way is you go through a centralized exchange. We have been listed on a bunch of centralized exchange, uh, so that's mm -hmm. the one way. The second way is to bridge uh, using Axela. So we are working with Axela, but unfortunately, I think the, the feature that allow us to send tokens from BSC to Cosmos will be live at the end of March. Like actually, they promised us to, to go live on, I think, October last year. But, you know, it's like it's software so, <laughs> and security. Um, okay. So, yeah. So hopefully when Axela get the, the, the connection between BSC and um, and Cosmos running, we, we can bridge those tokens. Okay, gotcha. 
Um, I don't always have uh, the CTO on for these interviews. Sometimes it's someone less technical. So I, I am going to take advantage a little bit through the night and maybe ask you a little bit more technical things just because I want to take the opportunity to do so. Um, I'm really curious, like, it sounds like, so Axelar, you know, is, is basically a, a bridge, which would imply to me you're bringing a Binance Smart Chain native token over to a Cosmos chain. But how is that possible? I was thinking it would be something more like you burn your Binance Smart Chain version to unlock your mainnet L1 token, the one that governs your chain, and that is like the L1 token. How does... It, it's not super important, but I'm curious. What are the details on that? So like if you bring this token from Binance Smart Chain through Axelar, can you just immediately do governance with that? And and if so, how does that work? Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty much it that you said. We uh, it, It's bridging. So you lock your token on BSC, and then you, you receive your tokens here. Actually, in underneath it, it will be like um, we... Uh, we we make new we make a new tokens uh so actually the details behind that is uh first we we have our mainnet and then we will take a portion of the aura mainnet tokens put into liquidity on bsc and then people can swap their current aura token on bsc to the new bridget token from aura mainnet through axela with the uh, with oh, the yeah. ratio yeah with the ratio of one to one Gotcha. And then through Axela, through Axela, they can go back to to to, to Manet. It's kind of uh, okay. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah, so, so like te- yeah. technically, it is the token that's out there right now is kind of like an IOU, but you guys yeah, are just totally. making that process easy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, couple more like quick questions. Actually, just on that, I'm kind of curious why why the launch on BSC. Oh. Was there something there that like supported you guys launching or? All right. Um, so there are um, several reasons. Um, it also a, a bad decision at some point if we consider, um, but consider the market, you know, like it, it, we, we raised funds during one of the most, uh, two of the most difficult time. We, our first fundraising was like <laughs> next to Terra collapsing. And the second fundraising was like after FTX collapsing. So it's it's really really bad raising fund at that point, um, and so basically we have to make a lot of compromise in our timeline. We want to develop the chain for so long, but we have to launch the token to bootstrap the community and and things first, um, and so on and so forth. But um, BSC because we 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 actually focus more on the utilities of the tokens on the Asian side. And frankly, in Vietnam, in, in, in Southeast Asian countries, other exchanges doesn't stand a chance again, uh, against Binance. Every, everybody have Binance application in their mobile phone. And everybody knows how to use Pancake. Everybody knows how, how to use Wom- even Wombat, something new, uh, something, like, um, something like Curve in, in, in BSC. People know them. Even we are like have the most, uh, we also have like uh, BSC Daily, which is like very fairly uh, um, high profile uh, news, news from um, BSC chain. And they actually did a lot of crypto events and, and driving things. So launching a token on BSC is very accessible to everybody actually. 
they know people know how to buy it. People know how to trade it and, and things. Um, so that's why we decide the token on BSC. But then, okay, cool. is, yeah, is but then any... because, uh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But then because we did it on BSC so that we have a, co a like a, a community of BSC users know about Aura and use Aura. And now when we move to Cosmos, basically we are bringing more users yep. from the BSC side to Cosmos. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Is is there any technical reason as far as Binance Smart Chain also being a Cosmos SDK chain, or is that actually unrelated because they're doing an IOU anyways? Oh, yeah, no, no, it's 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 totally unrelated. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Um uh so I had two other quick questions. What were they? Oh yeah, so rough rough ETA or maybe you have a hard date um, for when that all might happen, when we might go to mainnet and people might be able to exchange those IOUs. When are we thinking per timeline? Um, we already have the announcement up. Uh, it will be on the 20, the 20 of uh, March that the mainnet will go live. Um, the exchange token probably will wait after like a couple of days for the uh, centralized exchange to fully integrate it with our mainnet. But but that's fine. That's good since we have several days to stabilize the network and all validators um, are okay with it. Um, it will be public announcement, of course. And then other things like IBC, um, Accela Bridge, and like IBC to other chains like Osmosis or like some other places can be later on. Okay, cool. Sweet. Okay, so I think that was a really good just um, getting some of the, the basic points knocked out. We have some good context behind us. Uh, we got started on the spaces pretty late, but actually we did that pretty quick and efficiently. Um, so now let's maybe get into like your guys' actual selling, selling points. Um, let's take two really popular examples in different sort of ecosystems. So open seas on Ethereum, Stargaze here in the Cosmos. Um, looking at either or of those two, what do you guys bring to the table that's new or improved? Or why should somebody want to move from one of those platforms over to Aura Network? Right, that's a very good question. So the first thing is we focus on the regional skills and cultivations. We are the one who do the um, integration with local digital services, with, with the traditional Web2 services. We are the one who work on protocols that really abstract the use of cryptocurrencies in different countries where the regulations are not really permitted it or like allow it. Um, so basically, we, we try to transform Web2 portfolio into Web3. And our belief is that it, it really doesn't matter where you trade your NFT, actually. You go where the user is. And the way we are doing is that we, we actually want to bring more customers to, um, to Web3. And it will benefit the whole scene rather than such us. Well, well, when they know how to trade NFT, when they know how to use NFT in real life, uh, like at least give them some, some, util some utilities, right? Um, they, they, they can tap into different things. They can go to Stargaze for some cool art, it's fine. They can go to OpenSea for some cool things, it's fine. Uh, because of that kind of narrative, we, we, 
people are, are not really uh, competing anymore. Actually, we are trying the best to bring more people here, and um, of course, like. If you uh, there's uh, there's not many that, that kind of uh, uh, if we assume that the the number of Web three users are like um, ten million users probably maybe 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 even less like OpenSea have like five thousand active daily users actually at the moment only five thousand. Um, if we think about that, we can uh, say that this scene need more users, mainstream users. Who even who doesn't give a shit about ape or whatever it is, but they appreciate utility NFT like uh, tickets, like um, you know the brand of the company, like the mascot of the company, for example, NFT, for example, um, anything, um, and, and that's the way it is. And we also believe that in Cosmos we have the IBC, right? Uh, and not only fungible tokens, but an NFT can also be transferable between chains. There's a lot of protocols you can build on that so that NFT can be sold on multiple marketplaces like OpenSea, Rarible, Blur, and whatever it is, right? It is not a competing. It's just a more way to bring more customers and, um, and give artists and give the NFT creators more place to play with. That's the how. That's what. The, that's the unique selling point of Aura, at least for all the NFT phase. Okay, so would it would it would it be accurate to say what your guys kind of focus is and your your special selling point is more on the sort of like the business plan and the way you plan to run things side of things as opposed to necessarily like the the technicals or the feature set of the platform itself. Is that accurate? Um, it's. Kind of, I think that's our strong, strong, strong point. But in the end, there there will be some technical adjustment toward that point. For example, yeah. we are, yeah. For example, we did some. Um, so first, we have several things we are doing. First, we have a new way of onboarding users. Um, we are developing several different way of fee abstract, uh, abstractions and gas abstractions. Basically, basically using the fee grant and Alt Z model that you can pay for gas fee for others, right? Uh, mm-hmm. in a, you, you can filter ways of doing that. You can programmatically um, filtering different way of paying gas fee for other users by holding special kind of NFT or holding other kind of tokens or whatever it is. So that's the first way. So users don't have to worry about um, having a currency anymore. They can just go to a brand and that get a drop NFT and then you they can hold this NFT and the brand has to pay gas fee for them, for example. That's one way. Um, the second thing is we are very focusing on mobile. Um, everything that we do is mobile compatible. We are, we are also releasing a mobile SDK in a couple of months. Um, it's just because it is so popular. It, it is so easy for, for Asian users, especially Southeast Asian users, to use mobile to, to do everything. You, you you actually can buy grocery in street market with um with, with with mobile QR code payment. You can basically give charities in the street for street artists with mobile payment. So everything we do is mobile compatible, and we try to make sure that the mobile experience of these apps are as familiar with the. Um, with the users that similar to other applications that are popular in, in Asia, like WePay, um, 
for or, or like Facebook or like uh, Grab, like Uber, this is kind of applications. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. I think um I think that's I think we'll have to like play with the platform. Um I bet you I like I like that answer a lot personally. Um, I'm sure it's not super impressive to listeners though, or just average NFT NFT users that were maybe hoping for some cool new feature they hadn't even thought of. Uh, but I feel like the devil's in the details for this kind of stuff. Like the the best apps out there in Web three and many in Web, or sorry, in Web three and many in Web. Uh, <laughs> it's backwards again. All of the best apps in Web two and many of the ones in Web three um have sort of just gotten a perfect formula they didn't necessarily do anything uh absurdly like revolutionary or innovative they just got all the little bits and pieces of the puzzle just right um like google's a great example right there were many search engines many many competitors that did the same core thing but Google kind of settled on the right mix of features, business plan, et cetera, to lock in. Uh, and I think that's sort of where we're at with much of the NFT scene right now. Like it's fairly established. People understand NFTs, how they work. Um, now, a lot of people are kind of just waiting for a platform to come out that gives the sort of all in all in one experience. Like some people, I'm not a huge NFT guy myself. Um, but I know a lot of people, you know, have a couple things they like on OpenSeas and then a couple things they'll say like, oh, but Stargaze has this feature I wish OpenSeas had, vice versa. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it'll be really interesting to actually play with your guys' platform hands on. Um, speaking of that, do people have to wait for mainnet for that? Is there any kind of like testnet or uh, even like demo videos on a YouTube of yours or anything like that? Like, can people get a, a taste of how Aura will actually feel to play with in the day and day right now or not quite yet? Um, yes. So... So the past year we have been building since um, October 2021. So for the past year, actually, we focus more on the infrastructure of the chain. So the testnet is live. Um, we have actually we write our own explorer, block explorer, called the Aura Scan. It was inspired by a main scan, uh, actually. But we we are coming from um, Ethereum dev- uh, developments before. So we actually make our Explorer look, um, the look and feel and the UX, uh, it's more like Ethereum-oriented developers. Um, there's a lot of things there. You can do the contract interactions and other things there. Um, you, you can actually have your account bound. Uh, it's not like NFT, but not transferable. It's like an, a badges. You can equip your badges on your um, Blob Explorer and things and so on. Uh, the reason why we have to do it because um, the infrastructure thing will be the key user experience um, piece in the ecosystem. If you want to give user an app, and then they have to go to a different kind of explorer like MinScan or Etherscan or Big Dipper with a different kind of UX, then it's going to have a problem. User don't user don't have the same experience. With, with with application inside the ecosystem, right? We follow the um, the philosophy of, of Apple, where you actually you you make an app store and then you you force users to 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 have the experience in your ecosystem in a certain way. 
So how we force it is that through infrastructure tools like Block Explorer, like multi-signature tools, um, like some of the uh, uh, images, IPFS indexers that we build as well in the uh, in, in, in our system, all of those have the same experience. Um, you will see the marketplace test net in, I, I cannot say, and I cannot say now, but it, it will be very, very soon after we launch the mainnet. Um, but so far, the things that customers user usually do, like staking, governing, um, means scanning, like checking Explorer and interacting with smart contract, deploying smart contract things, you can do that on our Explorer. Uh, we also have the multi-signature tools, which is um, similar. It, it, it is a fork from Gnosis, safe, but uh, we actually rewrite everything underneath it. So it has the same user experience as Gnosis Safe, um, but it has uh, all the features of the Cosmos users. So multi-signature tools, it's something that we use every day as a, a company. And we believe that if you are a business and you have a company, you don't want like, you know, like one person holding the key and like do all the transactions and so yeah. on. We, we, we actually do similar. We have quite a few multi-sigs that we use, not for decentralization, but just so that there's no one single wallet that's like an attack vector. Um, you know, it right. take a couple of our team members to sign. I, I've actually long been thinking about and talking about how even for app chains, um, which I'm not sure if, would you guys consider yourself an app chain? Um... Not really. We we are like the whole ecosystem rather than the chain focusing on one thing. Okay. Are you guys per permissioned or permissionless? Uh, it's permissions. So the, the reason of permission is that um, we see a lot of problems with the uh, permissionless uh, smart contract mm, platform. Yeah. Uh, so some of the reasons similar to Juno before they got attacked with a rogue a smart contract before, right? It's good, but we really want to protect the businesses that that deploy on our app. We we don't really want to share the block space with some random attack or whatever it is. So it is kind of restrictive, but at, but at some point it is necessary. At the moment, I think maybe in the future so, it will be different. So I guess here, here's a follow up question: Since you don't fully consider yourself an app chain. If yep. someone put up a prop uh, because it's permissioned or however they'd go about it to uh, launch a new D app that they coded and you guys looked at the code, you know, it clearly wasn't spam, wasn't malicious, but it was completely unrelated to NFTs. Maybe it was just some, uh, I don't know, it doesn't really matter the specifics. Is that something you guys would like be in favor of or would you try and encourage against it because it doesn't fit the sort of core NFT purpose of the chain? Right. Um, that's a very good point, actually. Um, so there are different kind of apps, right? Uh, the first is, oh, okay, so there are different kind of criteria. So first, in order for you to publish an uh, applications on top of Aura, you will have to go through our Explorer. Uh, and in the Explorer, there will be a process for you to submit and verify source code of, of a smart contract, similar to how people do uh, in, in Etherscan or BSC scan, where you write a contract, you deploy it on, 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 on Ethereum, you go to Etherscan to verify your contract by providing contract source code so that people can actually show 
people will actually see that the contract is open source and verified. And then you will have to fill in a bunch of information similar to how you list a project on an exchange or on even on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap. You basically have to talk to us. You have to um, connect all the um, all the um, social profile of the website and so on and so forth. And these are the second things. Um, and of course, because it is uh, a very Web 2.5 narrative, we and we also very user centric narrative. There will be others requirement from the team and also from the all the investment of the, like investor and all the major um, major player in in the ecosystem to to really decide whether it is okay for this kind of application on top of or not. Um, and and they will have to change about the user experience. Uh, have to change about the uh, probably different things to make sure that the aura holders. Um, and the uh, user experience are, are, are coherent. Um, it is very, uh, I think it's um, restrictive in a little bit, but in the end, users are the one who, who, who get benefit from those. Okay, cool. Um, okay, cool. I see there's a couple people, quite a few people requesting to speak, actually. Appreciate all of your patience. I want to get you guys up here in just a second. I have two last little questions, then I want to turn it over to you, Long, if you have any points you want to bring up before we open the floor, um, and then we'll we'll just kind of turn to some general discussion. Um, so first off, I guess, like, what is the connection? Let's just knock this out of the way with Stargaze. We know there were some comments on the initial tweet I made here about you guys using some of their code. Uh, personally, the the person who tweeted that, I was DMing with them, and they felt honored that someone else was using their code. This is the purpose of open source software. This isn't like necessarily bad. I'm more so speaking to you guys, the audience right now. Um, but I do just want to address it so we can clear that up. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a coder, so I don't even know exactly what to ask, but what is the, the relationship to some Stargaze forked code or, or what's going on there? Okay, um, okay, uh, that's a very good question. And we also want to address that as well. So the thing, the first thing is um, the Aura chain uh, doesn't have anything to do with, uh, doesn't have any similar economical model or like the, how the Stargate chain is built. Basically the chain is different. Okay? Um, the only things that we learn a lot from Stargate, um, I am a fan of Stargate. You can see my PFP is the Stargate Punk. I am one of, of the first minter of the Stargate Punk. Um, I read, uh, I read about Stargaze, I think back in Feb uh, 2021, actually, I read Shane Medium Post about uh, how he want to build a, um, a social network with NFT and then IBC and Cosmos. That's where I hook up on Cosmos, actually. Um, but then it, it doesn't have anything to do with my business. Uh, but then, of course, like when we try to do Cosmwasm and try to work with NFT, there's there's no document. There is documents, but it's kind of hard to read. Um, and there's no resources. So we found several resources on Cosmwasm and especially NFT. There's a repository called CW Plus, which is originally from Confio, and then they have some tutorials 
And then later on, uh, Shane and, and Jake and then some other people contributing on that. The second place that we found the, the reference for Cosmosm is the, the Stargate Launchpad uh, code, which is Apache license. Which, uh, basically, you can freely use this code everywhere you want. Um, and the third place we find the Cosmosm reference is from a guy named Callum, Callum A. I, I could not find him anymore, actually. I tried I to contact him. And you know him. Um, yep. We, uh, we really appreciate his work. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully you can make the connections later on. But these are the only places that we find reference in Cosmwasm and how to make code in Cosmwasm. We are actually outsider. We want to learn about this stuff. We learn about Cosmos SDK for like a year. It's, it's super hard. Okay. I, I yeah. apologize. I'm going to use <laughs> this as an opportunity to shill something that we are doing. Um, here is a very serious developer with a, like a, an entire chain launching a team beneath them or working with them. Um, tons of resources, connections, VC investors, and they struggled to find documentation and info on Cosmos stuff. Uh, we need interchain info. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I don't want to detract from this conversation too much, but check out at interchain info here on Twitter for for more info about that and how we are trying to remedy that exact problem. Uh, you are not the first I've heard that from long. I wish I have that in a year ago, actually. In a year ago, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, it's hard. Um, but okay, okay, gotcha. Cool. I'm glad you guys are able to get stuff. There's definitely been an improvement in documentation across the board. Uh, I'm not thinking of anything specifically, just Cosmos related stuff in the past couple months, maybe like four or five months. Um, but it took long enough and it still needs a lot more improvement. Um, yeah. and, and like interchain info right now uh, would not be of huge help to you guys, but that's the direction we're heading in. And within a month or two, it should, you know, eliminate that problem for future developers. Cool. Okay. Uh, look, look, look forward to, to see that. But yeah, anyway, yeah. back into the Stargate story. Um, so basically, we we have a contract that we wrote a year ago when, when we actually tried to learn this stuff um, using some of the Haram as a mint function uh, from the Stargate launchpad code. Um, and, and that's about it. The, the code is open source. It's Apache license. Uh, we now add, adding up uh, some credit to the original source code uh, place. And that's it. Um, mostly Cosm Wadham stuff, since, uh, you know, it, it's really difficult <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> okay, cool. But, but yeah, the, the team is cool with that. It's, it's no problem. We, we, we did see this code and we did use some of those in, the, in some of the contract that we wrote. But that's not uh, the whole thing, of course. Gotcha. Cool. For for anyone listening, you know, remember, uh, I, I'm not a developer. Uh, I can't verify this stuff, but this is the beauty of open source. Um, there are plenty of people in the cosmos that do check this stuff. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to make that point. Cool. So I have one last little question, then I'll turn it to you, Long, and then some of our speakers requesting. And that simply will be, do you plan to make your NFTs on Aura Network, the IBC compatible version. I think ICS 721, um, where people 
would at some point in the future be able to transfer an NFT that was originally minted on Aura over to Stargaze or Omniflex or or elsewhere. Uh, yes, of course. Um, so in the in, in, at this very moment, it is not because we haven't launched a chain yet and we haven't figured out the the UX and the, how how to have a good UX behind that. So in the beginning, it will be just the normal chain and a normal NFT and then a marketplace and the protocols that to make sure that these are easily approachable by the end users. Um, but definitely like the uh, uh, interchange communications are something that we, we want to work, we, we want to tap on probably on Q3 this year. You can actually see like all the, of our applications um, at the moment, the Blob Explorer, the Mantisic tools, and the indexers are actually compatible with all other Cosmos chain, actually. Even, uh, so, for example, the Mantisic tools is compatible with not only Aura, but Atom users, uh, EVMOS users, uh, EVMOS uh, team have us a lot in integrating our tools with them. So basically, we are now like in a place where we are some of like all our tools, our infrastructure tools are compatible with Cosmwasm and also EVM chains. That's a key point. And because we have those, that means um, later on, the user experience will be cross-chain. Even the assets should be cross-chain as well. Um, but to figure out how, how to make it easy to use, it's, it's difficult. I think it's, uh, it's going to take more time. Yeah, and it's also not just a you thing. This requires work on the part of both chains involved in like a cross-chain NFT transfer and, and having that support, right? But cool, I just wanted to make sure it's on your guys' radar. It seems like it absolutely is. Um, okay, so Long, I'm sure there's a lot more we want to talk about here um, or that could be discussed, but is there anything specifically you want to touch on with just you and I before we start letting some people up? I know I think it's good. Um, we should let um, the community have their questions if they need. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm going to let people up one by one in the order I remember you requesting. If I get it slightly wrong, I apologize, but I think we'll be fine overall. So, uh, Ronan, yep, we'll grab you up here. You've been here since the beginning. And then give Twitter its moment to connect. How's it going, Ronan? Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sounded good. Okay, so uh, I would like to ask, uh, can you tell us more about the open source tools that Aura Network provides to Web3 developers and uh, how does this tool support and accelerate software development? Right, um, that's a very good question. So um, all of our um, infrastructure tools, like the indexers, uh, multi-signatures, um, Blob Explorer, and some other thing is coming. Uh, developer tools are open source in Apache license. You can freely use that with any chains. Um, but we do have a very specific uh, user experience, UX and UI design requirement if you want to use that on Aura. Um, we, we take a lot from open source, right? Cosmos SDK, Cosmosm, and other things. And then we, we, of course, like everything that we make for the infrastructure foundations, we make it open source and return back to the community as well. Um, and it's just it. 
some of the applications should be closed source. For example, the, the UI of some app should be closed source. Uh, but the smart contract will, will be open source and it has to be open source in order to be deployed on our mainnet. Um, uh, you can go to our explorer, the aurascan.io to, to play with the uh, contract source code verification um, tools and also the contract interactions tools. Some other uh, things that we do, like uh, our indexer called the uh, horoscope. So, so normally when people write an applications, they uh, they directly connect to the RPC of the node. It's, it's okay, it's totally okay, it's fine. Um, but if you want advanced queries, for example, you want to query the transaction history of a person, you want to query a person have, how many assets is, uh, this wallet has. For example, if you want to list all the NFT of, of a wallet, along with all the native coin, along with all the tokens of, of a wallet, it's extremely difficult. And if you want to like filter the transaction history for probably four years ago of a wallet, it is, is gonna be difficult. So uh, our indexer actually index and store all those in a very um, <laughs> web two and, and centralized manner, as I say. But it's, it, it will provide an alternative way of, uh, of making applications that is friendly to users. We don't mind to be a little bit centralized in that aspect. Um, but as long as you have um, a good API, a good catching layers, and you're good um, with um, indexing things, even have a GraphQL uh, API on top of it, it will be much easier for developers to move their Web2 portfolio into Web3. That's our belief. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I have one more before I go. Can I ask? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually curious for you too, Ronan. Um, what what position are you in where you're asking? Like, do you want to build apps? Are you an NFT like collector or collection maker? Like, what position are you asking from? I'm just curious. Like, uh. I like making NFTs and stuff like that. I like selling my products, my NFTs. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Feel free to ask another question. Go for so it. I would like to ask, uh, what are some challenges that around network has faced in accelerating NFT adaptations and how are they addressed these issues? Right. Oh, we will talk about uh, difficulty all day. <laughs> Everything is difficult. Um, but there are some key challenges that we have at the moment. Um, one of the things you might not like it, but we have to do it, we have to deal with it, is that we are not EVM compatible. We are causing wasm chain. And um, it is frankly um, a very, very difficult situation to get developers and to, even though we have a lot of partners, we cannot leverage many things from them, actually. They are like all EVM compatible chains and so on and so forth. We even got investment from Avax Foundation um, just because we want to bring more Web3, Web2 users to Web3, even though we have nothing to do with Avalanche. Um, but so that's the first thing. We are not EVM compatible. So everything we do, we have to do extra research on how to make it nice and things. We have to find a better angle to talk with other people to invest, to or to develop the things on our own, that's very difficult. 
uh, because the technical challenge is, is way too higher than normal EVM users. But uh, it is much more powerful, which somehow other kind of developers love it, right? So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is how to really make NFT um, show the, the, um, uh, the advantage, the advantages over the traditional marketing materials that uh, marketing mechanisms that the brands and Web2 users already have. That is like extremely challenging. Um, we do have a few idea, for example, like try to um, make sure things are in unique, uh, like really work with the uh, with Web2 providers, like integrate with all of their services to make sure that they treat the blockchain as an immutable database. Um, in the beginning, it is like that. You you can have a place where you can store data, but you don't have to worry about the trustworthiness of the data and uh, and things like that. Um, or you can have uh, like a different way to um, to really connect the community with the brand. For example, we are helping some brands to to launch their own NFT collections. It's not even need to be on Aura. It can be on Ethereum. At the same time launch uh, like a side collections or like a supplement collections on Aura so that if you hold collection on Ethereum, you get special benefit in here. Or if you hold something in here, you have special benefit on Ethereum as well. So these are the kind of things that we are doing at the moment. It's very challenging since we are not really only targeting Web3 users. Um, but I guess... Uh, we kind of in a very good position to do so since we have a well pretty well connected in the in some of the countries that we are developing it we we basically been there in years and we work with all the big enterprises big brands and sme as well so um so yeah these are the the the, the big challenge at the moment thank you very much cool uh, Ronan, if, if you want, feel free to stay up on stage, at least until it gets full, in case you want to pop back in with another question. Um, but I think next we'll we'll turn it over to Scribblings. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to jump in. Good evening, everyone. So, uh, well done, long well done on the utilities that are on Aura Network. So I'm an administrative member of the Kamgayat community, which is a Web3 onboarding platform for Africans. So my question is, like, how beginner-friendly would Aura Network be? Um, oh, yeah, that's a very good question, actually. So I, I could say at the moment, we I, I have to be very honest with this, right? I have no idea about the African uh, scene of crypto. I have no lit literally no idea actually. I don't know how how the user experience how the user experience people are expecting from those. And I don't really know how how like others web2 services on those in those um market how 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 they do. So at the moment I have no idea. Um, but yeah, like the way we grow and the way we believe is that the blockchain should be, the blockchain culture should be um, not only like top down, like Ethereum, like Solana or whatever, but it has to be scaled not only 
by the techno technology, but also by region. So Vietnamese uh, community, Thailand community, African countries community um, should have their, you know, like their own way of doing things. And um, Aura, of course, can bring a lot of help to this uh, to this community by not only if you decide to build on Aura, that is great, right? But if you even if you don't, you, if you want to launch their own chain, um, our tools, infrastructure tools, are available for every other chains out there. Even if, if unless uh, even if it is uh, uh, EVM based or Cosm Wasm based or um, a cosmos space. Um, we 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 love to 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 work with local um, with with local services like 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 you guys. Um, of course, we can talk uh, about that uh, when we are more you know mature when we launch all our products. Um, and and perhaps you can launch some NFT collections on us on Stargaze on Omniflix on and also on on other places as well. Yeah, we are very welcome to do uh, you to do so. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I actually want to build off her question a little bit there, though, with some specifics, because a lot of what we talked about tonight and what, what you talked about long is this sort of middle ground of like you, you use the term Web 2.5 a lot um, and like onboarding more users to crypto. So are there any specifics you can tell us, not culture specific, so not just for African NFT users or anywhere but just in general, it sounds like part of your game plan is to make NFTs more accessible for like the average user and help onboard people quickly. Uh, what does that like specifically translate to in like the UI or the UX? Like, is it um, how are you doing that? Yeah, like as far as specifics, how does it make it easier on new people? Like, um, I, I can uh, walk you through an, uh, an UX features that we are designing. Um, you might like it, you might not like it, it uh, but it's really easy to use, actually. Um, so normally we can uh, have a, for example, if you want to buy an NFT, for example, you will have to um, on-ramp your cash, your fiat, into USDT, and then you exchange the USDT or swap the USDT into the native coin of the platform, and then you use the native coin of the platform to buy NFT. Right. Uh, there's other solutions, other custom protocol to do it otherwise, but that's generally the, the normal way of people doing things. Uh, and similarly, it's not only NFT, but if you want to interact with a, a smart contract for whatever reason you want, you also need the gas fee to pay for the gas fee of the transaction, which you have to obtain cryptocurrency by doing the same thing, right? USDT, fiat. Uh, fiat to USDT, USDC, and then to 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 the coin. But what we are doing is that we we make um, a kind of a, a middle partner where you actually accept cash, overcharge cash a little bit, and then you in behind you 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 do the fee grant, and the other users authorize them to pay for the gas fee of the transactions, or even pay for the costs of the NFT on the marketplace. Um, that is the way. So the, 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 the end users, when you want to use their, your applications, they don't need cryptocurrency. Somebody else is doing in the behind. Um, but of course, they will need the, 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 the cash fund um, up, up front into the, uh, in, into the middle, middle man. That's the way. 
Um, I think there will be several other things in the like future. That. That's, yeah. that's a great answer in and of itself. I think that's exactly what, what I was looking for and, and probably scribblings as well. Um, I think more of that stuff is going to come common. Like personally, I think the future of onboarding is going to look something like a combination between central exchanges and private wallets where whether someone wants some tokens or an NFT, they just point to it. They put in a credit card, debit card, hopefully not credit debit card or whatever payment method they're going to use. Um, and like, if you're totally new to it, what it's going to do is it's going to create a new wallet. Like you don't need to overwhelm the user at that point. It's just going to quickly get them in the ecosystem. Um, and then just like pepper them with warnings, be like, make it super clear. You know, this is a temporary wallet. We technically have the password for it. Like, I don't even think we should be using the word keys and like seed phrase. Like it just confuses normies. It's a password basically. Um, I'm saying like, Hey, move, move your stuff to a private wallet as soon as you can. Like here are some resources to learn about it. But for now we've set this one up for you to make it super easy. Um, and like, sounds like you guys are kind of tackling that on the NFT front. Not, not exactly that idea, but just things like that. I'm very excited for because I have, I have a couple friends that have been in, crypto for longer than most of the people in this space at this point like i got them in when eth was double digits um and they still don't actually like use stuff and like get involved and i can't really explain why it's probably partly a personal thing some people are just less in interested but it's definitely also just a ease of access and onboarding thing of just like some people don't have a lot of extra time in their day. They don't they don't see the value in doing all the extra stuff in Web3 if they can just buy the coin on Coinbase or whatever. Uh, and part of me doesn't blame them because I know how humans are. Like we all have that about something. Everyone in this space just happens to not have it about crypto. So the more tools we can do, like what you just described long, that just make it easy for people to get involved, um, I think the better. Like, so that, that was a really great answer. Thanks, thanks. Uh, also, along the stuff with um, account abstractions, probably you heard about it from Vitalik. Um, that where you can make the wallet programmable with smart contract, so that you can have different way of onboarding users as well. You can have the social network uh, connections to, to, to your key, uh, multiple social con network connections to your keys and, yeah. and your... yeah. Like all of those. I think that'll be yeah. super interesting because I think there's pros and cons for that. Like um, Kepler Wallet has had Web 2 sign on for a while where you can sign on with like Google or something. Yep. And yeah, I think there's pros and cons, but I think for the, the target audience of normies and like ease of onboarding first time use, really heavy on the pro side for sure. Cool. Okay, let me get our next speaker up here. Same for you, Scribblings. Feel free to stay up here if you want to jump in again at any point. You're more than welcome. Um, we'll invite... Oh, they disappeared. Wait, is this Twitter bugging out? No, there we go. Awesome. Femi. Femi X NFT. How we doing, man? Thanks for coming up. Femi, do you read us? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I long. Cool, take it away. Yeah, um, you made mention of a um, of a bridge from of a bridge from um BSC to um Cosmos. So I just want to ask: Is it um already available, or would that be available later on? Then also um, 
since um, um Aura Network is a NFT focused um blockchain, so I just want to ask um would there be like an airdrop for early adopters of Aura Network? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a very practical question, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, I will leak a little bit here. I, I, I don't think I can say more about it, but okay. So first it's about the bridge. Um, the bridge actually, it, it, we are based on Axela, we based on uh, Axela bridge. So when it's go to Minnet, I don't know, actually, they said it will not be on the end of March. And we very hope that it will be the case. Or else we will stuck with the essential life change, but it's fine. It's um, it's it's just a time problem. It's not 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 gonna be a big problems. Um, and the second thing is airdrop. We have been studying airdrop for a year, and and it's not really um effective in the way it is in in other projects. I have to say. Most people sell airdrop in their first day, sell all of the airdrop in their first day, which is not really good. And uh, even you see the airdrop with Blur, the uh, and even Aptos recently, right? It's not good. So there will be airdrop, but we will have to plan it, and we have to. We are like one chain, right? There need to be airdrop actually to 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 make sure that there's users and there's um decentralization there will be uh, that i can say but it has to be really timely time it very well and have to be a drop to the right people and to, to the right wallet it's not like you hold x amount of atom you get a drop it's not going to happen like that there yeah. will be yeah there will well, be different can I, can, I, can I give you yeah. my perspective on airdrops and like what i yeah, sure. usually try and say about them sure, so sure, sure. I think the best way to think about airdrops, and usually I'm saying this to users who would be claiming them, um, but definitely serves for project founders as well. The point of airdrops is not uh, like marketing, nor a free money, nor a bribe to use your protocol. Airdrops are a tool that developers can use to handpick their Genesis user set which I think is just what you were saying. I'm more echoing. I'm not correcting or anything. But it, it's a way where you can, by picking who you airdrop to with actual strategy, like you're talking about, you are basically making a business decision of like, what kind of people do we want to kickstart us? What what user bases, what uh, you know communities do we want to make our Genesis users and community? And... Like with everything in life, you know, like first impressions are everything, like initial sort of uh, hitting critical mass early on is important. So uh, I think you guys are thinking about airdrops perfectly correctly. It should not be a mass thing where it just gets everyone involved, um, at least not not for like a, a token in your position, like an L1 token. Um, but it should be a strategy where you guys pick who your sort of founding core community is. That's how I like to think about them. Yes, that's perfect. I hope that answered your question, Femi. Uh, yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. All right, Mayor Ed, what's going on, my friend? Glad to have you up here. Hey, hello, Tim. Hey, glad to be here. And hello, Long. Um, uh, just been looking over your uh, 
your Twitter page and in your roadmap. And I, I've got two questions. Um, it looks like a really interesting project. First, que- the first question is: Do, do you f- feel like your main tar- target is NFT creators or NFT traders or or both? Like, what do you feel is the main target for Aurora? Right. Um, so, <coughs> so first we have to think like Aurora is a is a chain. Mm-hmm. Which we focus on, which we focus on NFT utilities, right? So there will be different uh, applications on top of it. The marketplace is not the only one. There will be others protocols on top of it. So it just depending on um, at, at the moment the, the the main focus will be of course like on the NFT creators, NFT collectors and businesses and brands that need to make the, that want to make the connection to the web three scenes these are the the, the the current um customer that we want to onboard let me let me ask ed's question in a slightly different mm-hmm. way not specific to you guys i'm just kind of curious your opinion on the nft scene which one brings the other is it users that like bring creators or creators that bring users? And actually anyone on stage could answer this. I'm really not an NFT person. So I, I've kind of always wondered this, like whether it's OpenSea, Stargaze, wherever, which one seems to move the needle? Is, is it like, you know, a lot of users being there and so people make collections or is it, you know, one or two killer collections showing up and bringing all the users? Yeah. Um... So I think that question would be more suitable for our NFT head. He's not here today, but he's the head. Uh, the he's uh, the the leader of the of the biggest NFT community in Vietnam. He's, uh, he's an OG. I I think we, we we should have another session with him. For me, I'm not an NFT NFT guys at all, actually. <laughs> um, but I do like something. I like punk. I like the crypto punks. I love it so much. It's. I'm not the. You ever heard the the good word of Joe? Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Have you ever been preached the good word of Joe? It's the best collection on Stargaze. I know. I mean, the original Crypto Punks. I'm a fan of it because the way it is programming and and the way I'm not interested in the art at all. (laughs) I'm not an NFT person normally. Okay, so so you you missed the Joe train, is what you're saying. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I don't understand, <laughs> but but what I I do see is people have the community have a special connections with the with the art that normally we don't see in in if you have like a brand right people don't give a shit about the the mascot or the the logo of the brand they just see the brand they don't have different way of creating a community a meme community or. Um, or anything about uh, the brand, like the community, to grow the the community in in a in a two ways manners. So that's what we see. Um, but further than that, I have no idea. Actually, I don't understand NFT at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's complicated. And it's a very growing field. But I, Tim, mm-hmm. I think to answer your question, it's I think it's a little bit of both. Like you have yeah. to have good good projects, good creators, and then you can you get the users and then the marketplace can really kick off but i, I had yeah. one more question i had one more question about the chain so this is 
you said main mainnet's going to be launching in March. Um, have you figured out how many, how large the validator set is going to be? Is it going to start off like small, like around fifty or you know twenty five, or are you? Do you know like what's going to be the setup as far as the validator set? Have you gotten that yeah. far? That was actually my next question. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, so uh, we already have pretty good validator set. So we actually have run our test net since um, June last year, actually. We have 45 uh, validators. Uh, we have 45 validators from last year, and they continue with us and carrying on to the Genesis uh, slot of the mainnet. We are announcing our um, Genesis program uh, and also the foundation, pro foundation delegation program for other validators to join. It is a very comprehensive uh, document on how do we select the validators and how do we give out the foundation delegations. You can find all of those informations on our blog uh, called in inside.aura.network. Um, everything is, will be there. Um, I'm not really sure how many people register now. Is that URL again? Inside.aura.network. Uh, and we, we will have... have we would have 70, 70, five, uh, 70 slot for Genesis validators. Uh, we already selected 45 of them. So there's uh, a few slots left. But if you pass all the criteria of selections, you will be selected and also receive a foundation delegation if, well, if you pass all the criteria, of course. Yeah, it looks like you have some documents on your main website. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate appreciate the answers. Thank you. Cool. We uh we we do validation here at Spark IBC, so um, we might be interested in, in filling out those forms. Yeah. Yeah, you you should. We so the I I also need to share to to uh, to to uh, light some information on that as well. So. Getting into uh, getting into the, the Genesis slot, there will be criteria. Um, but we do have specific criteria for Cosmos contributors. Uh, you can look at in the document. There will be a specific section for that. Um, it took us uh, three months to wrote the um, uh, the uh, the criteria and the rules, and we got comments from all of the other validators already. So it, I think it is pretty fine at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, definitely check it out and register. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do so. Um, it, that documentation you're talking about is it on inside dot aura? Yeah, so you can go to inside network. There will be the validator program announcement, and inside that there will be link to the registration form and also the link to our GitHub. Um, uh, page of the validator program and and uh, foundation delegation as well. Okay, cool. So with with a seventy five validator set, um, what do you guys expect block time to be? Um, Will it be a pretty fast? Very normal. No, no, very normal. Very normal. It's a four to five seconds uh, finality time. Okay, cool. Um, Krish, thanks for hopping up here. I'm gonna turn it over to you. Go for it. Thank you so much for muting me. Uh, so uh, I have a question. 
do you have a plan to attract non-crypto investor to join in? as you know that the success of a project attract more investor who haven't yet entered into the crypto world so i i want to know that what are the plans to raise awareness about non-crypto space to come in to join your project thank you that's that's a very very good question actually um so if you look at the so uh, when we talk about investor there will be vc and retails right uh, we are um, we are a vc backchain and if you look at the the um, the portfolio and the profile of, of some of the vc that we that invested in us you will see traditional fintech vc as well we we do have backup from traditional people uh that's all that for the investment part right the second thing is we are pushing the web 2.5 narrative where we are trying to convert some of the um, very good web 2 portfolio into web 3 so that's how we want to attract the normal users they don't even need to know about cryptos but eventually we kind of introduced them the way to interact with nft and interact with other applications without have to worry about cryptocurrency in the first and then later on when they learn how to use wallet when they learn how to maybe trade the nft on marketplace um they can learn right uh if they don't then it's fine but if they do they have different other benefits so I think not only us, but a bunch of other people are also trying to do the same thing. And it should be the way, um, the next wave of crypto, uh, F0, right? The new users, retail users coming to crypto scene should go as well. But not about just, you know, like holding tokens like a thousand times and that could be different. That could be difficult and dangerous at some point, but to the long terms, we love this industry and love the technologies. It it should be more accessible even to mainstream users, even even if they don't know how what is crypto. Awesome, cool. Do you feel like that nice answers your question? Thank yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rupesh. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'm sounding or I'm feeling pretty excited for this chain launch. I'm not even a new I'm not even a huge NFT person, but I am a huge onboarding person. Like that's that's what gets me excited is anything from an NFT collection like Joe that ended up onboarding people to uh, business plans that, that focus on it to UX and UI that help make the process of onboarding easier. that's my personal big takeaway from this call. Um, just because I'm not a, a super NFT oriented person, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cool collections, awesome features for trading and, and minting and such. But uh, I think I'm most excited about the the angle you guys are taking on that, which is far too slept on. Um, I think people in Web3 very often get stuck in their bubble and design things that are super cool to them and their crypto friends but that are not very accessible or even appealing to like outside users. So really good to hear you guys are like having a mindset towards that. Um, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, I know we've 
gone about a little over an hour at this point since we got a late start. Um, but long or anyone else up on stage, is there anything else we want to chat about or questions? I uh, know I am pretty fine. Um, it's up to the community actually <laughs> and your time as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, I can keep going. Um, there's no one else requesting at the moment. A couple of the other people when you might have taken a little little too long, they had to drop. Um, but yeah, anyone else on stage have any other thoughts or want to ask any questions? Mayor, I kind of encourage you to just because I know you are sort of a big NFT guy. I don't know if you have any remaining like thoughts or, or curiosities, but feel free to jump in. Uh, goes for anyone else in the listeners too. I think we're going to be winding down here soon. So if you do have some questions um, and if you want to be entered in the USDC giveaway, uh, then now's your time. Pop on up here. Well, I just had maybe one more question. Uh, you said the test long, the, the test net's been going on. Um, how, how's, how has the test net been going? And I, I was just curious, Long, what, what is your role? I, say, I see CTO. So obviously you're, you're involved with the tech and some of the engineering behind the chain. Um, just if you want to give us just a little bit more background, like how's the test net been going? I seen on the roadmap, it said Aurora, Aurora playground. Just curious what, 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 what's that about as far as like, um, was that part of the test net? Just anything more? Oh, good question. Yeah. I also thought that was curious. Yeah. Good call out. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's uh, that's a, that's a difficult question. Okay. So about the test net, Basically, we so last year we we spent time to what what we have been doing since October twenty twenty one is we learn about Cosmos. We have no idea about Cosmos SDK before. We are uh, pretty good Golang developers. We have pretty good Golang developers, JavaScript developers, and so on. But we have no idea about Cosmos SDK. So a lot of times that the team spend is first to learn about Cosmos. Right, read a lot of code, uh, read about a lot of documents, try different things, and keep things doesn't need to be too innovative, but keep things simple and keep things concise. That's the first thing. Um, we launched a testnet on uh, we launched a public testnet on um, I think on February or um, uh, we launched the first testnet on February or, or April last year. And then we launched another testnet with external validators from June last year. So it is very, very well at the moment, since most of the thing we are building in is infrastructure. And somehow our validators do a lot of compounding, compounding on the testnet. So there's a huge number of transactions. I think we have like 2.5 terabytes of transactions. Um, if you don't set sync and then if you download all the transactions, a lot of transactions. So we have a very good chance to stress test our um, all our infrastructure tools as well. It's, it, it was a, a very, very good time. And we have a good relationship with all of our validators. I don't think that anybody have any problem with us. You can check on the euphoria.orascan.io. We have a list of 47 active validators at the moment, and they are with us from the very, very beginning. We host a lot of game for them. Uh, like the New Year game, random game, game of uh, validators, whatever it is. Uh, although have incentivized um, things as well. 
they have i think we have a pretty good time for the products um some people use it a lot of people use it and most of the things that we collect from the feedback of the users uh the user experience how we connect to different kind of wallets um mobile experience and so on and so forth uh it is pretty good um it is ready so that we can go to mainnet that's why we we have been to building we have been building for like a year before we actually start the mainnet uh and the second thing is a playroom and the second thing is a playground well in the beginning when we do this uh we don't have a good tools for developer in cosm wasn't yet similar to what we see in ethereum like uh, remix or hard heart in ethereum um we did the uh, a small projects uh with like some you know like browser-based cosm wasm coding but then we see that some other people already did it like therapy Terra people already did it the tools and osmosis they have the bigger tools as well so in fact we stopped the browser-based uh, cotton wasm projects and now we we it's it's a major um shout out to to osmosis people who develop bigger um and some other tools like telescope um some other tools as well i think uh jacob Garikian, uh, he, he introduced us to some of these tools extremely nice tools like uh yeah it's uh, it's it sounds like you've you've you're taking advantage of a lot of the open source uh, uh, yes. code and that's 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 a wonderful <laughs> part about um the ecosystem that if you know there there is a lot of tools at, at your resources so and um I'm glad you you guys are connected with um, some strong validators. It's it's great. Yeah. You know, it's not. It sounds like like you said at the beginning, you were unfamiliar with um, the SDK, but that you took the time to run the test net and get real familiar with it. So it sounds sounds like a, a great plan. Not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Krish, I see your hand. I want to get to you in a second, but I just want to build off that and ask, like. Long, you mentioned, you know, none of you starting this were really Cosmos people. What yep. made you decide to build on Cosmos? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> so um, we are very traditional. Uh, we before we do things, we have to evaluate things. And uh, we actually start e evaluate different platform uh, since summer 2021. Right. We, we know that we want to build a chain. We know that we don't want to be an L2 because we want to capture the values of all the applications. And we want to really want to uh, give users different way of onboarding. That's what we know. So then we decide to do a survey of a top 100 chain to see which, which one we should do similar to. Um, Ethereum obviously have a, a major upside, right? Everybody know EVM and so on. We can do a fork, but EVM is extremely difficult to customize. Uh, so that's not an option, right? And then we don't want to do an L2 as well. ZK rollup and things are too much for us. Uh, and it's not user-friendly at all. So no, right? So we end up in, after surveying like a top 110, we found several things. We found um, Avalanche, we found Polkadot, we found Harmony. Uh, and then we found there's the thing called the Cosmos SDK, 
which is which power a bunch of chain on the top 100 chain. There was Terra at that time. There was USD, which is also on Terra, right? Uh, there's Atom. There's uh, Juno. Uh, I think those Osmosis as well. Osmosis was not really that big in the summer 2021. I think Binance, Binance Smart Chain, and Thor Chain as well. Uh, yeah, Torchin, obviously, yes. Um, Binance, I only the Binance, the the Binance old chain is. Oh yes, possible. back then. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we also see the CZ tweet about Cosmos. We also see Vitalik tweet about Cosmos. We also see Polygon people also was built from Cosmos. So it's a no-brainer, right? It is. I think it's a, a good technical decision from, from, from my side to, to choose Cosmos to build the chain. For Cosmos Wasm, it's a different thing. When we choose to build, we need a smart contract engine. And by that time, Cosmos Wasm is our only option, actually. EVM, uh, EVMOS was not available at that time. EVMOS was from uh, March 2022, right? So when, when we do the research, there's no EVMOS. We'll only see Ethamine. And then we see some bunch of other exchanges like uh, Kronos, uh, uh, Crypto.com, right? Crypto.com, OKX, they have their Cosmos EVM chain. But um, so in the end, we decide that, OK, Cosmos wasn't. It's, uh, it, it is powerful. It is difficult, but we, we, maybe we can do it. <laughs> So that's the, the decision. And also, we don't need to spend like shit lot of money to, to auction for, for parachain slot or to rent uh, Avax um, uh, validating power as well. So yeah, that's why we choose Cosmos and Cosmos Wasm. Yep, that's a, that's a story that a lot of us have heard many a time. People settling on Cosmos just because the tech is like, you know, it might have certain certain infrastructure areas it lacks or or places where it's still young compared to ETH. But when you just look at the core tech, there's there's a very compelling case for building whatever you're interested in on Cosmos. Awesome. Okay. Krish, appreciate your patience. Feel free to jump back in. Yeah, thank you so much, bro. So I, uh, as you know that uh, in digital world, copyright protection is extremely important. So how do you work on that? How it is guaranteed that you know that who is the real owner of an NFT in the marketplace and what if the people who create the same NFT would change a little bit of it? As I have seen, uh, many NFTs are uh, right same to same and they are uh, copywriting, they are changing little bit of it and uh, come in into the market. So how you will handle this situation. Right. Um, oh, that's a very good question, actually. And also because um, Aura is um, a company. We are not like the independent developers uh, out there, but we are a company as well. So our products need to comply with, with regulations. And um, I mean, to some people, it's not good. But for the most part, even mainstream people, that's I think it's fairly good for a lot of mainstream users. Um, for the copyright, copyright is a difficult thing. We cannot enforce them from our side. But if somebody violate copyright, um, a brand and um, 
and other like stealing art from other people on the marketplace or we are we are like permission chain we are not permission less so if something happens especially like nudity or uh illegal things um in in, in some culture of course uh, that is going to the marketplace we will have to take actions to take them down from the marketplace of course we cannot de erase them from the blockchain but we can just blacklist the uh, the art or the the account that created it um so so far i think it's um at least from our side we can do actions to make sure that we protect the um, users uh, right and also to be compliant with the regulations so so that the business uh, business that work with aura can be can feel safe um but I guess the you say about the copyright things, it is more like a macro issue rather than our issue alone. But at least you know, like we we are a registered company, and uh, you know who we are, where we stay at. Uh, of course, like there, if somebody like doing some shady stuff or like some weird stuff, we can always talk to take actions. Yep. Okay. 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 Right. Right. So. Uh... Any planning to implement with AI technology? Right now, it is uh, very boom in market. <laughs> you know, I uh, I'm not a big fan of AI actually. Um, AI is great, but it's uh, on blockchain. I don't know. But um, I, I'm very sensitive with the word AI. I think people overuse that a lot. I could say machine learning and data analytics are, are very key to our business. Uh, I, I'm I'm not going to overuse the word AI. Some of the some of the team members are working with uh, AI generated art. It is fascinating. Um, it, it is quite good actually. Um, but so far so far for AI, I think um, we will go with the data analytic uh, part and also recommendation part. Also, some of the AI-generated uh, generated art as well. Um, so far, that's what we want to do. I'm not really sure what is other use cases, but these mostly are Web2 traditional use case, right? You, you do customer profiling, you do advertisement, you do... Um, what uh, data analytic tools so that you get better recommendation for people. These are all AI uh, and and also machine learning and and statistic uh, applicants. Um, yeah, these are the things that we we hopefully we can get this on soon. <laughs> okay, bro. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much, bro. Have a nice day. Yeah. Thank you. Cool, good stuff. Okay, I don't have any more major questions. Um, I think I think we're probably good to uh, spin this down here soon if there's nothing else you want to cover long. Um, but this has been great. I feel like we covered a lot in, in a little bit over an hour's time. Yep. Thanks for everybody. If uh, nobody have other questions, then... Uh... I think we can call it a day and have everybody have um, a good night uh, for you, Timmy, but for a, a new day for me. <laughs> yeah.
Cool. So maybe do you want to give some shout outs of we'll end it with where people can go to get involved. So, oh, um, yes. So, yeah, um, so go for it. Yeah, so yeah, you can uh, go to our, so the, the, the main place to see is our main website, the Aura.network website. And in there, you can see all the um, link to our social channel. So make sure to follow our Twitter. Uh, uh, maybe you can join our Discord and Telegram. We are not that big in Discord, and we, we need to fix it, right? Um, but most of the stuff are very well updated on Twitter. Uh, we also have our own blog at insight.aura.network. You can also find the link there in, in the main website. Um, so mostly that, like all the news will be announced on Twitter. Um, and the news will be linked to a very comprehensive, very detailed blog post on the inside of our network. Um, and um, yeah, keep uh, stay tuned for our mainnet launch in uh, in a month from now. Thanks, everybody. Uh-huh. Cool, good stuff. All right, everybody. So that was Aura Network. Follow them here on Twitter. That's probably just the best place at the moment to keep up with updates. But um, yeah, you guys should definitely get either your Discord or Telegram up to speed. I I prefer Discord if I were to throw in a vote, if you're going to put energy in one place. Um, But yeah, especially once you're live, uh, Discord's good because you can give like the major collections on your platform their own channel within it and ways to interact with the larger Aura community. So. Cool. Thanks so much for joining long. Uh, All of our speakers really appreciate you guys. We will um, be doing the little drawing and giving away the USDC a little later tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, And yeah, catch us on the next one. So next Wednesday, 8 p.m. EST, we'll have another Cosmonaut Bootcamp. At the moment, no uh, guest is scheduled, so we might for once just have a good old fashioned bootcamp. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody enjoys their Wednesday long. Thanks so much for joining us or a network sounds awesome. Can't wait to play around with it. And we will definitely check out inside.aura.network to explore potentially validating for you guys. Oh, that sounds perfect. Say again, say again, Chris. Cool. I think he was just saying a goodbye. All right. Well, everybody have a great night. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good day, afternoon, wherever you are. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmonaut Bootcamp, hosted by Spark IBC, with Long from Aura Network. Recorded on Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm Ruffling feathers, snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep-
keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes And take the rest and turn them into free bait Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase Running on empty from gassing up my teammates First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes Impossible, defending the plausible from end to demonstrable. The mission isn't even worried about the clearance. Running interference till our enemies fear us. We're only one disappearance away from a bad day. Everybody trying to save face on the last day. Feeling fancy, about to pull out the mass. Eh? Drop the eight ball in passing, that's so passe. I'm getting nasty, you cannot put it past me. A mix between blasphemy and tuck everlasting. Feeling like a masterpiece, looking like a tragedy. Trying to get through another day full of savagery. Getting headstrong from working in the mess hall, all hands on deck waiting for our next haul, I need the rest got big plans to eject, so feed the grass and keep off the Kleenex I am interested in magic because I am fascinated with psychology, I love to learn about how people make inferences how they draw conclusions, find patterns and information and in particular, I'm interested in all that can go wrong how an individual can be led astray from certain cognitive vulnerabilities are exploited. Terrible spaces.